Agile Strategy Lab podcast, where we explore what it means to view your organization, your company, or your community through the lens of agility to create a strategy that works in a rapidly changing world. I'm Liz Nilsson, the Associate Director of the Lab at the University of North Alabama and the host for today's episode, which is number 13. Today's episode is presented in partnership with the Strategic Doing Institute. One of the conversations that has woven through strategic doing over the past few years has to do with its use in an entrepreneurial context, both by entrepreneurs and by people who are focused on building an entrepreneurship ecosystem in their community or region. That's the topic of today's conversation with Lauren Goldstein. Lauren works in the chancellor's office at New Mexico State University, a position she came to from work at the Arrowhead Center, the university's hub for nurturing efforts that can improve the region's economy. Lauren brought strategic doing to the Arrowhead Center as a process that could help an existing program called ICOR. ICOR is a National Science Foundation funded initiative to spur commercialization of the research that the agency has funded over the years. ICOR teams form around specific innovations that have come out of research that seem to have potential for the marketplace. Lauren joined the Arrowhead Center without much experience with entrepreneurship. So we started our discussion by Lauren telling me about how that journey began. Having been in the entrepreneurial space for about a year from my job, I started to get a tenor for what what's, what happens in an entrepreneurial ecosystem with all the pieces moving and how entrepreneurs move through that space and really learning about the world of entrepreneurship. Um, I started off using uh, uh, I-Core entrepreneurial teams as the site for our initial foray into strategic doing. And we placed it at the end of the customer discovery phase. What I noticed about the, the I-Core program by observing some of the classes, they had initially, um, my boss at the time had thought maybe they could use me on the teaching team. Um, and I did get there in a really roundabout way. And so from uh, my background as a, a classroom professor, I, I thought, I think I-Core, what, what it seemed to be kind of missing because it's so quick and entrepreneurial activity is so quick. It just moves at a different speed than what the inside of a university does. And I thought that it really seemed like it was, it could use some reflective practice to integrate some of that um, really intense customer discovery and business proposition kind of um, refining that they're doing, um, that the teams are doing. We used it as a reflective tool to integrate the customer discovery that teams had done um, with their entrepreneurial lead, working, um, if at all possible, in the teams themselves. So with their uh, mentor, business mentors as well. And have this, um, this three-hour session um, that helped translate and you know make a roadmap based on the reflection and integration they have done from customer service. So their traje trajectory hopefully would have changed from the time they started out as an entrepreneur to when they finished i to where they're going next. And so to have uh, strategic doing as um, a reliable and, and replicable model um, to, to move teams forward. 
So Lauren, I want to ask you to pull back from i teams specifically and talk about the larger community of entrepreneurs that the Arrowhead Center works with. What do those teams lack or need or whatever that um, you think strategic doing kind of fills in the fills in the gap there or, or provides the fuel for them to kind of get to the next thing, next, next stage? And I think when you when you have an entrepreneurial team and they vary widely depending on the personalities of the team, who, who's what expertise is on there. But to have a, I think in our case, kind of a um, neutral uh, convener to help teams think in a different way. Um, you know, we're, and I use ICOR as the example. Um, you know, you have your business model. Um, Canvas, you have kind of the um, Bill Allais and um, all of the other entrepreneurship authors that you can read. There's there's a lot of kind of standard entrepreneurial steps, you know, that are charted that you can take. And I think that what Strategic Doing offers is a completely different way of thinking about um, the big picture and the small picture at the same time. I ask them as that neutral convener, okay, what do you want to ultimately do? Do you want to make, you know, are you some, do you want to keep your entrepreneurship? Are you looking to keep something within the community? Are you, do you have a medical device that you're looking to scale up and sell to a larger company? Um, I think in any of those cases, entrepreneurs have a really, you know, they're tenacious, tenacious people they know what they want. They are not going to give up, you know, on their way to get there. But oftentimes we forget, okay, what are you going to do in the next two weeks? But what we could map out in the very short term for entrepreneurs is who do you need to reach out to within the next few days to make a connection or to have a meeting or to circle back on your customer discovery? If people are at this customer discovery stage, um, as a project manager, I kind of think of myself as a border collie. <laughs> and so the strategic doing process kind of border collies, all of these, these little tendrils out here in, in, now I'm mixing metaphors, but in one, one direction, um, uh, one vague, you know, forward looking direction. So that it, if an entrepreneur feels stuck, they have these other action items that they can go to, or if something doesn't work out, like we talk about in strategic doing, if you if you end up hitting a wall and you need permission to move forward, what were the other options that you have to kind of go around that for the time being? So I really I really feel like it's a a, ref, a really strong reflective tool for entrepreneurs. Um, that's not often, especially in entrepreneurship, maybe more often in the university setting. But <laughs> as an entrepreneur in the university setting, there's all sorts of like. Uh, timelines that don't add up because entrepreneurship moves so much faster than a university setting. So I think strategic doing lands kind of in the middle, especially for those entrepreneurs in a university setting to really explore their options on how to move forward with commercialization. And then the process, the actual strategic doing process gets them there in an unexpected way. It's not sitting down and linearly plotting. It's, it's getting there from a forcing you to think non-linearly about how you move forward. Now, can I ask you to pull back even farther? 
I know you've gotten to work across the state, not just in the fairly urban setting around the university. What's that been like? Beyond that, we started also using, in an entrepreneurial setting, um, we had a program at Arrowhead Center at New Mexico State University called the Arrowhead uh, Community Entrepreneurship Program. So as where i is university IP, usually university teams, this was um, championed by um, uh, one of our senators uh, as well as in one of the rural communities. So looking at how entrepreneurship in more rural, in more rural areas could be more connected. So we saw, um, myself and another uh, colleague saw strategic doing as a community, it could be used in community entrepreneurship too, outside of the university. So we worked in Taos, New Mexico, in Deming, New Mexico, and in Las Vegas, New Mexico to, um, I'm hoping I'm not leaving anybody out. I think that's the three, I I think that's the three that we worked with. And though each of the different communities had has their own expertise. So Taos, interestingly, is, is entrepreneur heavy. Tons of really successful entrepreneurs. There's brands that we would know nationally, um, Taos Energy Bars, things that have, have come out of Taos that have, have gone to commercialization. Um, in fact, they have so much entrepreneurship there that overlaps in you know, food. They have a commercial kitchen. They have... Um, UNM Taos as a branch up there. They have the Albuquerque entrepreneurship um, ecosystem that's semi-close as well, a couple hours away. And so in Taos, um, the challenge was there's so many entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial networks that there wasn't a way to kind of integrate the networks so that the information is, is getting across. So that's one way we started using it up in Taos was working with um, the Arrowhead Community Entrepreneurship Program and Taos Community Foundation. And we hosted um, a strategic doing session with 10 of the leaders. One was from Taos Entrepreneurship Network, another was from UNM Taos um, and uh, Taos Foundation. And there's about 10, 10 people representing different stakeholders around the entrepreneurial community. So in that case, we were working with the teams of people who support entrepreneurs, not not yet the entrepreneurs themselves, but that was the um, outward looking uh, goal. In Deming, New Mexico, same thing. We had kind of the, in Deming, it was very much the, uh, if there is such a thing as a traditional strategic doing team, it was like, um, there. so there's the um, chamber of, head of chamber of commerce. There's um, the community college liaison. There's um, the, uh, you know, these, these players that we find in almost all communities. So in that case too, we were talking, it's people who know their community the best. And in fact, those people worked together a lot, but not in a, in the way that strategic doing provides to kind of overlap these assets for entrepreneurship. And in Las Vegas, New Mexico, it was, it's based around community agricultural entrepreneurship. Um, New Mexico State University is a land-grant institution, and so our mission as a land-grant also supports um, agriculture, agricultural networks in the state, and by extension, agricultural entrepreneurship. I think one more that was, uh, that I should mention that was more of a, so in strategic doing, of course, you can, you can have a longer project where you're working like over a year, over several months, 
or you can have where you come in for one session. Um, and in this case, I had been working with Navajo Tech University in Northwest New Mexico on a, a joint uh, grant that they were a part of, a Kellogg funded grant. Um, NMSU was a partner with Navajo Tech. Uh, and we piggybacked a strategic doing session on the back of uh, the InnoVenture competition, which was kids, um, kids business competition uh, using Diné, uh, Navajo um, understanding and philosophy. Our, our question up there, so we use grant funding to, to take what that grant consortium had done over the past three years. And we asked if Karma, which was the Kia Advanced Rural Manufacturing Alliance, if the Karma group continued to pursue its goals, what would be the effects on Navajo entrepreneurship, workforce, and education pipelines over the next three years? Or something like that. I didn't say exactly what it was. but So that one we did more as a kickoff um, and less as a, less as a sustained strategic doing effort, but it still brought in those elements of entrepreneurship. Um, and in that case, cultural aspects of entrepreneurship and allowed us to bring everybody together in one space to, to move forward. Entrepreneurship, like even non-tribal uh, institutions, entrepreneurship, sometimes people don't identify with it or they'll just be like, oh, it's just my side hustle or I just hustle to pay my bills. It's not, I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. And so um, there's still some of that mindset, I think in so many places and across New Mexico. Um, and I'll just keep it to New Mexico because that's where that's, what I know is to actually build out the mindset of entrepreneurship first. But in this case, we were um, at Navajo Tech, we were piggybacking on the InnoVenture Arrowhead Youth Entrepreneurship Program. So um, we invited people from Navajo Tech. Um, there was a graduate student who had been working with Karma. Um, her name was Myra Tuttle. She, she came in and did the session. We had a couple of tribal energy corporations come in and they um, participated. So we had both, you know, we had, again, the parts of strategic doing that you're looking for, like the um, business owners, the um, representatives from various other parts of the ecosystem, both on and off Navajo Nation. Um, they were looking to something that we were looking out forward. I know I'm interrupting myself, but looking out further was thinking about what are the kind of geographical boundaries. So for Navajo Nation, even though it's a, a huge nation that crosses several states, at the very outlying edge, um, there's a loss of economic activity that goes right outside the, the border of Navajo Nation into the kind of surrounding areas. So the bigger picture is how can, how can those uh, ecosystems keep, you know, keep the the wealth in the nation rather than having it kind of trickle out these sides to the Walmarts and things that are on, on the edges. Um, and what, what came out of that project was um, there was a, a lot of times through strategic doing, I think the, one of the coolest things I like to see are the assets where people have events going on because then they can, it's, it's easier to say, oh, we have something coming up on December 13th. And even now, post, uh, not post pandemic, but 
in the midst of pand pandemic, people are still having an events. And so there's still that opportunity to capitalize on, on the virtual events. So one was um, St. Michael's School uh, was doing, ended up doing a parents night with um, uh, another, um, we, had, we ended up having three strategic doing groups. So one of the groups ended up doing a collaborative parents night. Another ended up um, looking for connections into um, uh, more opportunities for connections into Navajo businesses as far as pipeline goes. And the other was um, an expanded portion, a plan to expand InnoVenture into a more, uh, into a summer portion for Navajo Nation. It was a really successful, it was really fun. It was successful. Um, it was inclusive as far as bringing voices to the table. The other thing I should say, one more thing on that, when I cast the net to invite people, I went out to, and I encourage others to think about this, when you're thinking about who's at the table, um, and now more than ever, think about your mental health practitioners in the community, your physical health practitioners in the community, not that they have like any free time, but a lot will be, will be um, willing to come to something like strategic doing. Uh, I had invited, I, I cast the net pretty wide. There's I think as just an organizing principle, especially to get people together, you know, virtually now from widespread areas, there's a lot of just potential to make the connections. And I always feel like if 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 the the only thing that came out of the strategic doing session, which is this isn't ever the only thing that comes out of it, but if the bare minimum was that people met, exchanged information and you know, sparked a new path for somebody, brought somebody into the fold, like that's such a cool power that the process has. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the lab and how we help organizations address complex challenges, including entrepreneurs, visit our website at agilestrategylab.org. You can also email us through the website. Just look for the Contact Us button. You can learn more about strategic doing including opportunities to learn how to use it yourself at strategicdoing.net. See you next time. <music>